oh, I've just suddenly had a bit of an idea around the covert or any type of narcissist mother, but probably the covert narcissist mother, the vulnerable narcissist mother, and um, which I was doing a series on, and then I kind of went off into a different tangent, and I've just literally just had a sudden thought that I think it's worth recording in a podcast, is obviously we talk about narcissists' masks slipping, right? And more often than not, I've focused on narcissists' masks slipping in intimate relationships, which is why I wrote the book Dangerous Normal People, to, sh to show people that and for people to learn about it. But when I think about my mum's mask slipping, um, she had a three, it was a sort of a three day pattern, which just suddenly the penny just dropped just there because we used to, well, we, we sort of joked about it, but really I would joke about it with my partners that if we were going to go and stay at my mum's house, we could only stay for two days because on day three she'd kick off. Um, and that was absolutely the timeline. Um, it was like she, and I, again, I'm telling you this story because I want people to listen to this and they go, yeah, I get that. Actually, my mom was two weeks or my mom was a day or my mom could go six months. Um, face to face, my mom could only maintain her quiet hatred of me and her jealousy and her anger and her visceral um, disrespect for me in my life for three days. When we were on the phone, she could she could go maybe a month um and then she'd kick off um and that's the mat of course that's the mask slipping it's only just suddenly clicked because when she'd kick off she'd say all the same stuff she'd do all the same stuff their behaviors were the same the patterns were the same the language is the same she'd go from being maybe never warm but being polite if she'd had a few drinks and there was a guy there, like, for example, my dad, and she was in the mood for it, or a partner, my mum could be quite, um, ch is charming the word? I don't know, that seems like such a nice word. Not so much charming, but she would, yeah, she'd be engaging. You know, she'd giggle and she'd maybe make eyes at my partner. Um, she'd maybe be vaguely pleasant to my dad and maybe she'd let a giggle, she'd let a laugh ex escape if I was telling a funny story because I could always make my mum laugh but she would physically stop herself laughing. You'd see it, her face would contort because she 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 felt laughing at something I'd said or done was in some way, shape or form showing that she cared about me and she couldn't allow that ever. Um, or that I was funny. How dare Lucy be funny? Because if Lucy's funny, Lucy's not evil, you know? Um, obviously, I've simplified that. But the mask, the masks of being polite and calm and not jealous and not nasty and not angry and not acting out could only last three days and then when the mask slipped it would be it would there would be a process and like I say I saw this again and again and again and this is what you see with narcissists you see patterns cycles patterns cycles patterns cycles because it's compulsive behavior which is why dangerous normal people my first book is constant well not constantly but often in the best set bestseller category for compulsive behavior it's worth a read um Although that's about intimate partners, but you can absolutely use all the different learning sections in that regarding narcissistic parents and things and friends and things. So um, it would be three days. And, and what I would see on day three, it would usually be in the morning that she would start grinding her teeth. And this sounds so silly, but this is my mother. The teeth grinding would start. I'd see her flexing her fists. She would avoid looking at me. She would avoid being in my physical space. She'd busy herself with things. It's like she knew she was about to explode and she was trying to um, control it or manage it. Or 
another thought could be that she was trying to trigger me because we knew each other's dance, you know, like you do when you're in an abusive, intimate relationship, you know when it's coming, you know when an attack is coming, you know when a discard is coming. It was exactly the same with my mum. She'd, she'd do this thing with her hair. She'd pull clumps of her hair out at the nape of her neck. Um, she'd snap at my dad. She'd be drinking faster, drinking more. She would be giving off this vibe of hostility to me. Um, she would be pushing back on things. So if I said, I'm going to feed Charlie now, for example. So obviously I'm going back quite a few years, but this didn't stop. You know, it's like, I said, I'm going to feed She'd say, Lucy, you don't need to feed him again. He just fed him. Why are you breastfeeding him? You shouldn't be breastfeeding him. That baby, that baby needs a bottle. That was my mum's like mantra. That baby needs a bottle, um, because it degraded me and it devalued me and it embarrassed me that my mum didn't agree that I breastfed my children. Um, because my mum didn't breastfeed. She was jealous, right? So very jealous that she and she didn't breastfeed because she wanted to drink alcohol. It's that simple. Um, and so she'd start nipping it. Or maybe my dad would say, oh, your hair looks nice today. Or I like those trousers. Very hippie-ish or something like that. My mum would go, I don't like them. So little digs would come in. This would, this would be over the course of a day, one day. So day three. Um, uh, what else would she do? Just little things. She'd be push, push, push. But what was really about to set off the, the argument that then would ultimately lead to me being triggered or me being like us having to discard each other and me going back to Glasgow, me leaving the house, packing my bags and leaving the house, kids in tow, partner in tow, whatever, um, would be the atmosphere. And anybody who's dealt with narcissists and their mask slipping knows there's an atmosphere before the mask slips. There's an aura. There's a feeling in the air. Something's fucking coming. And that's that's partly on purpose. They want you to know that because they want you to be. They want you to be on eggshells. They want you to be afraid. They want you to be panicking and anxious because then when the mask slips, your reactions to it will be exactly what they want. You'll be angry. You'll be defensive. You'll be offensive. You'll engage in the argument. You'll engage in the tantrum because they've built you up and built you up and built you up from a simmer to a boil. And you're sitting there by six o'clock at night thinking, here she goes. And then she'll go. I can't, I can't remember specific times that she would just go. Um, but often it would be me. Often I'd go, mum, give it a rest. And she'd go, don't you speak to me. And then, and my dad started joining in when I was a teenager because my dad realised as long as he backed my mum up and enabled my mum, she would focus her hatred on me and not on him. And he could get away with a lot more of what he was getting up to as a narcissist. And he wanted to keep the peace. He wanted life to be okay for him, purely selfishly. So he knew if he backed my mum up, even though what she was doing was absolutely horrible, he knew everything was going to be all right in his camp. And my mum loved that. So eventually it became a point where I was being bullied by two grown adults. I was either on holiday, I was pregnant, I was breastfeeding, I was vulnerable. I was either there without a partner or with a partner because they would do it when my partner was there and they would try and drag him into it. Um, That first started when I was 16, 17. My mum first started dragging boyfriends into this abuse. It was horrific. Um, There'd be a huge argument. Things would be said. I would either try and calm it down or leave the room and they would come and get me. They would come up. I would try and go and find space or safety. 
um, and try and diffuse the situation. They would both come up the stairs and get me and drag me back into the argument. And I could be in my 20s, in my 30s, you know. Um, or we would be in a vehicle, we'd be going on a day trip and my dad would start on me or my mum would start on me in the vehicle. When are you going to start saving money? When are you going to get a better job? I always had pretty good jobs, by the way, but because I worked in charities and my parents were snobs, they thought because I worked in charities that I was lazy or something like that. I don't, they had this weird idea that people who work in charities were losers and didn't make proper money and weren't properly ambitious. It was really, it's it's like a really toxic version of snobbery. So there'd be attacks like that and I would go, look, I've, and I would try to defend myself and they would just get more and more het up. And because we were in a vehicle, I couldn't go anywhere. I was trapped. I have actually done on either a podcast or a video on how narcissists will trap you in situations and bully you. Um, but yeah, it's just, it's just clicked that my mum's mask would slip on day three. I think that's really interesting. And anybody listening to this, whether it's an intimate partner narcissist or a parent narcissist, what's, what was your timeline for the tantrum, the explosion, the discard, the mask slipping, the attack that, you know, what was your timeline? Um, because there is a timeline. Interesting.